Hi guys and welcome back to the Boise Buys podcast. It's been a while since I've done one of my own, probably over a month. But I'm not the most consistent person in the world, but I'm back. I'm back for an episode on my own. So this one again is brought to you by swresources.co.uk. The best place to buy your boxes, your sellotape, your bubble wrap, uh, your bubble mailers, all that kind of stuff. The best place to buy your reselling resources. Check it out, swresources.co.uk and get some boxes and whatever you need and it will support the show. So, can't get better than that, can you? First thing I want to talk about today is what I've been up to. So, I've been knuckling down on doing a lot of sourcing. I haven't really needed to source because my office is absolutely full of stock. But with the fact that car boot sales, with the fact that car boot sales actually like stop at the end of September towards October, sometimes the end of October, depending on where you are, depending on weather as well. I've just been thinking, right, I just need to cram the office full of stock because they're not going to start opening again until April next year, something like that. I'm not worried about the off time from the car boots because you can always source on Facebook and go to auctions. You can do eBay local collections on Bidkit. You can talk to your friends and family, see if they want to sell anything. And there's and you can also do sourcing on eBay to flip on Amazon. So I'll go into a little bit of that now. So I get a lot of people asking me how, how do I do it? And to be honest, it's pretty easy. If you've been selling on Amazon for a while, the best thing I can say to you is look through your orders. So when you're on the desktop, you can click on your orders tab and you can um, filter it through date. So if you just do like the last 12 months and then do it from oldest to newest, just go through there and note down items uh, that sold for a good price, the condition of them, whether they were new or used, get a list together and then just go on eBay and see if you can find it. That's literally all I do. I'm always going through my sales, my previous sales. I actually sell stuff new that off of eBay onto Amazon. People say you shouldn't do that. But I always inspect it to make sure it is actually officially sealed. Like with sealed box sets, you can tell by the kind of way they're sealed. If they're bubble bubbles underneath the seal, that means then they're a reseal. Or whether there's dirt underneath the seal, that, that's also a reseal. With video games, you want to be looking for on the Xbox 360 games. Down the bit where it opens, it should have a barcode over the like opening bit with Xbox written on the side. You'll see it if you look on eBay. But if it hasn't got that, it's a resale, uh, reseal. On PS3 games, on the front cover, towards the bottom, we'll have a strip that goes around the whole game. That will either say PS3, PlayStation 3 or Sony. If it hasn't got that and it's a PS3 game and I believe PS2 as well and PS1. I'm not sure about PS4 to be honest. But yeah, PS1, PS2 and PS3. If it hasn't got that, it's more than likely a reseal. So that's stuff to look out for. Also when you're at the car boots, even if you're going to sell it on eBay, look out for the PlayStation strip on it. If it's there, it's more than likely originally sealed. So yeah, I just want to quickly go over that people have warned me before that if you sell stuff off of eBay to Amazon and you don't have an invoice from a reputable seller, eBay, uh, Amazon will ask you for an invoice. I've never been asked for it in six years, so I just still go about my about how I do it and just if it happens, I'll sort it out in the future. But yeah, go into it with an open mind. If you're worried about that, don't do it, but I do it all the time and I'm all right with it. But yeah, go through your, back to it, go through your orders 
and at the moment as it's as q4 is coming up i'd say look through what sold last christmas filter it from uh late october until december like the 22nd something like that and literally just go through there um, if you've been a seller for a while i'm sure there'll be a lot of toys on there and what sold last year won't be as hot this year but it might be cheaper on ebay to buy because people have sold them off i'd say toys you want to stick to new conditions so if you're not comfortable like i said don't do it but yeah look look at what was selling last year and you're more than like you'll be able to find some deals on ebay to flip back onto amazon it's it's the two biggest marketplaces in it ebay and amazon so why not use them against each other so buy it on ebay flip it on amazon i'm sure there's stuff some stuff like when amazon have a sale you could buy on Amazon and flip it on eBay. I haven't done much of the Amazon to eBay, but I do eBay to Amazon all of the time. I have parcels coming up every day. In the peak, if it are around 30 to 40 parcels arriving a day, and they'll be flipped straight onto Amazon and sometimes back onto eBay. Because with the eBay to eBay flipping, it's more like some stuff is in demand, but only on buy it now. So if you if you auction it, sometimes people will have the best listings, all the item specifics, but the fact they've put on auction means they've got half the price of what they would have got it for if they've put a buy it now, because not the eyes weren't there for the auction. It might take a little bit longer to sell buy it now, but you might be able to double the money on some items. Obviously, you've got to do some research yourself, find the kind of categories like that. I find it more with like old collectibles not like toys but like promotional stuff that kind of thing but you'll you'll get to know what kind of stuff doesn't sell well on auction but goes well on buy it now that's literally what i do all the time and as you build that list from your sold items you could either do it as you build a list or do it where you're looking through your orders and then just copying the, the name and search it on ebay at the same time either way works the same but i personally build a list and then go through it like that and if you don't find the item, there's none listed for a deal. You can always, on eBay, when you've done a search and you've set it all up, like brand new or used auctions on eBay, or even buy it now, because you can still find deals on buy it now to put onto Amazon, and then you've got a little replenishable item, haven't you? Yeah, you can, um, there's a little heart at the top where you can save the search. So if you just fill up your saved searches, I think you get 30 or 50 on your eBay account. And then if they would pop up, you'll get a little, you either get a notification through your phone or you'll get a little, when you press search and go on saved, it'll have a little blue circle next to the search and that will tell you that one's been listed. So it's always a good thing to use. I use them all the time. And I've run out of them on the, Amazon, on the eBay account. So what I've got is I've just got a spreadsheet so I'll just put what the search is and then I'll paste the link for the search in the next one. So I can go just go through the spreadsheet, say, okay, boggle used. I'll, I'll see if there's any of them for sale for 20 quid. I don't know if that's a good price. I'm just going, listen, it's just, just an example. But I'll just click on it, see it there, and oh, wow, it's going for £50 on Amazon. Or there's none listed. But yeah, you know what I mean. Build up your searches, kind of automates it a little bit. And... The more you buy in the actual Amazon business, the more you'll know how much stuff goes for. When you're first starting, I know you don't have your orders to look through. But I'd say still just, I'm sure you've been selling on eBay before. Look what's sold on eBay 
And look what you've sold on eBay in the last 30 days, 60 days. If it's because at the start you're only able to sell books, board games, some some video games on Amazon. But look up the ones you've sold on eBay and see if they go for more on Amazon. You'll, you want to be looking at ranks, do some research on what good ranks are. Around Christmas, I'll go up to 500,000 in toys. But during the year, I will only go up to about at a push 180,000 rank in toys because it's not going to sell that quick but at Christmas like for example I brought a Power Rangers toy last year off eBay for a tenner I sent it to Amazon it had like a 600,000 rank or something like that I know I said I only do 500k but I thought go for it and it sold as soon as it, as soon as it got there for like 45, 50 quid so it just shows you that the, that the demand is there on Amazon during Christmas because it just goes absolutely mental Towards like mid-November to the end of December, it is absolutely mental. The sales go absolutely off. So yeah, that's what I've been concentrating on doing. I've got a lot of stock ready. I've been sending it up. I sent, it doesn't sound like much to some people, but 200 individual units up to Amazon uh, on Friday. I've got another 200 to go ready. Just need to do an Amazon shipment with them. So I'm just trying to get my stock up early. So when people actually start thinking of buying for Christmas, which isn't far away, maybe next month, people will start thinking about it and people will start, then my items are there. They might be like, all right, I need this next day delivery, even though Christmas isn't for another two months, but my item will be there. They can buy it and then that'll give me more room in the inventory to send more stuff in. Also, at the moment, we're in a really good time for car boot sales. The weather's glorious at the moment and... As I said earlier, they are ending in the next couple of months. Obviously, you might have a couple of hard-standing ones that would stay open for longer, but the better ones are closing in the next couple of months. So you need to attack them. That's I go around. My tactic for when I first get there is just have a quick look around everywhere. Don't get chatting with anyone. Don't get chatting to the sellers. I don't want to lose out on an item because I had a chat with Deirdre for half an hour. So obviously, be nice to the people, but have a chat with them later also I, I see a couple of my mates at the car boot i'll just give them a pass in hi and how you doing but come back to it later to like have a proper chat because the first hour to, to an hour and a half is the most important time and then you can go around and take your time after and towards the end i go with my old man he helps me out with the business so what we do is we if we see really good board games at the start sealed ones and all that you buy them but then towards the end we'll have a board game run where we'll just go around picking up the connect fours the articulates the smart ass boulder dash and all that because it's amazing what they go for at christmas on amazon especially if you get the older ones so like the ones from the 90s early 2000s the kind of ones i grew up with and i can notice the cover art of them but even the more modern ones like some of the like smart ass and articulate even if they're only going £15 on Amazon, if you're picking them up for a couple of quid, you're at least four or five times in your money after fees. So it's worth having that little go round after to find the deals because it's like a Christmas bonus. The board games at Christmas are my Christmas bonus. I send so many in and and in November and December, they absolutely fly. Don't even get many returns on them personally either. You'll get the odd person, like I had a review last year which pisses me off because amazon never remove any reviews 
well in my in my personal like experiences i had someone say i had a uh, it was a used uno rummy game like it's a board game i put it down as used on the website stated that the box had where but it was 100 percent complete sold it all good month later got a review that said uh this is obviously used and it wasn't even sealed um i ordered a brand new one and this is what i received and i was like i sold it as used i sold it as used good condition because you got acceptable good very good and like new i just sent in as good because it's fairly complete it wasn't the worst wear on the box and she was expecting a new one i'm guessing she doesn't know that you can sell used stuff on amazon and thought she was getting a brand new sealed game from the 90s for like 25 quid but yeah i contacted amazon and they're like now nah, we're just gonna leave it up there contacted them again still said the same so i've got that on there but we just got to roll with the punches haven't we shit happens i didn't do anything wrong but it affects it affects his uh, uh it affects his it affects the feedback and also my chair just done the maddest squeak but yeah that's pretty much what i wanted to say about the ebay and amazon sniping and q4 coming up i'm so excited for it personally what i've been doing recently is i've just been turning over stock like for example the other day i picked up a it's called a jerry anderson ufo it's a die cast like vehicle in the box it's 132 scale or 124 which means it's a 24 for the size of the actual real thing if it was real i believe could be wrong there but yeah um i picked that up because i'd sold one before i originally sold a ufo uh die cast in the same size from facebook i brought it for 40 quid two years ago and i sold it quick again back then for like 120 pounds and that sold like super quick so i knew to look out for the jerry anderson ufo stuff so i was walking around my wednesday car boot sale had my mate there i was chatting to him walked off saw this on the stool quickly looked it up on my phone as i was walking past now i know the value of it i would have gone straight over there because this on, on the wednesday one it's more like dealers and people who, are, who sell and know what they've got but i looked up on my phone and the last two sales were like 250 and then one was 370 but i later realized that that was for two of them but yeah still 250 for one and i was like okay i go over there he had it on his table i was like how much do you want for your ufo and he goes, oh, as you can see, I paid 40 quid for it. And then he just paused. So I was like, oh, he's just going to ask for like 200 quid or something. He goes, it's got to be at least 30. I've never handed over someone money so quick in my life. There was nobody else bartering with him for that. I was taking that for 30 quid and I was running. He was like, yeah, I'm sure they go for like 60 quid online. I was thinking, yeah, probably two years ago. Because they have absolutely rocketed in price. I was speaking to another toy dealer. And he said that they were literally 40 quid like a couple of years ago. But now they've just rocketed to like 250, which is absolutely mental. But yeah, that's just how the market is. It goes up, goes down. It's just life. But yeah, I picked it up and I couldn't believe it. I went to show my mate and he was like, you could go home now if you really wanted to. But, you know, we're at the car boot. We're there to make even more money. And yeah, anyway, I got that home, listed it and it sold uh, yesterday. So it took less than a week to sell. Had it up for 300 or best offer. Someone had sent me a 250 offer. And I literally bit his hand off for it. Changed 30 quid into 250 before fees and that, obviously. So after fees, probably like 
a 160, 170 profit. But in a week, that is a madness on one iron. So I've got to send that out tomorrow. Also, I've been picking up some really good stuff recently. I picked up a Gucci aftershave, which was a, I think it's a 100 mil. And it's actually a discontinued one. Pretty much this boot sale, I'd gone round it, like I say, I do earlier. And it must have been about 8 or 9 o'clock, something like that, which is quite late in a boot sale day. Because I get there for like 6 o'clock, something like that. Sometimes a little bit earlier, sometimes a bit later. But yeah, I usually aim to get there for around 6 o'clock. And I'd walked around the whole car boot and I thought, you know what? I'll go to the start and then I'll wait, work my way to the end and then I'll go home. Went down the first aisle. Yeah, I couldn't see anything. Got to the last door on the first line and I saw this aftershave. And I saw it was Gucci. I thought, oh, if it's still sat there. It was amongst like a load of like Paw Patrol toys and like, I don't know, just little kids' toys. And I was like, I'll ask her how much it is. She goes, oh, just a pound, literally. I didn't know how much it was worth at that point. But I was like, a pound for some Gucci aftershave that literally looks unused all over that like a rash. So I literally, I was like, yeah, I'll take it. Walked off, looked on my phone, and it looked like it was going for about 250, 300 quid. So I was over the moon with that. I, but then, then I took it home. I got it home and I looked up a little bit more and they were going for around 120, 130. I think I was looking at a different discontinued one, but still one pound into like 130, what I thought I was going to get was actually mental. But they actually sold the other day. I got an offer in for 110. Again, I was like, yeah, you can have it for that. I'm in the mood of just turning over stock at the moment. I'd rather take 110 now than wait another two months and get 140. Because in that time, that 110 could have changed into, I don't know, three, 400 quid from however times it's been like turned over. So for me, it's better just to be turning stock over. What else? I also sold, if you're, if you've ever buying retro gaming collections, which a lot, I know a lot of people love to do it. I always watch the guys in America. There's a guy called Phoenix Resale and Chase After the Right Price. Most entertaining videos, them going game hunting. But anyway. I brought a collection a while ago. I think I said it in my first video. My first video, my first podcast. And I brought someone's collection. I had a Nintendo 64 left over in the box. It was a blue one. Uh, I think they call it... I think it's just down as clear blue, actually. But it's from the fan, uh, Fantastic range. So anyway, I had that left over. I've had it for like three years. I always thought of it, thought of it as like, if I need a quick hundred quid, I'll sell it. And there's the money. But anyway... I was having a bit of a clear out in my office and I thought, fuck it, it's just listed. It's not doing any good for me here. So I, I parted it out. It was in the box. So I took the console out and I listed the box separate. The console sold for £100 and I had the box left over. I listed it and someone brought it the same day for 90 quid, but never sold, never paid. And then I listed it again. Someone paid 80 quid, but never paid. Uh, I mean, brought it for 80 quid and never paid. So... A couple of weeks ago, I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to list it for £80 or, bo- or best offer and see what offers I get in. I got an offer of 60 quid, which I actually declined, and I was thinking, why the fuck do I decline that? I was getting offers of like £20, £40. I had someone threatening me for it. It was like, you you resellers are the worst humans. You're just trying to rip people off. And I just replied to him, you stay in my, you stay in your lane, and I'll stay in my lane, and that absolutely triggered him. He was telling me it was six foot nine or something like that, which is secret code for his five foot eleven. 
and um, that he wanted to meet up for a fight or something. If I saw him, I wouldn't say that to his face. Oh, he was in a right mood just because he couldn't get his Nintendo 64 box for 20 quid. But yeah, I've had abuse over it, but it finally sold. It's the box and the insert, the polystyrene insert. Sold for £65 plus post, which is actually mental for what it is. It's a box for a console, but it's just what the collectors want. It's what they're looking for. It's what was thrown away originally back in the day. Imagine how many of them are in landfill. I mean, obviously, you can think about that for anything. But the amount of them that got thrown away the Christmas they came out must have been absolutely mental. And imagine if you had the the thought to have done that back in the day to just be like, give me your Nintendo box if you can, like, if you're going to throw it away. You'd be absolutely fucking balling right now. But it's like, I always think about that with stuff that's out now. So I was thinking what's going to be popular in the future. But it's just a... Like, it's just a game of, like, waiting, isn't it? And, like, it's a gamble. And do you want to have money, like, stuck in stock for, like, 20 years? I might do some of it at Christmas. I might pick up some and whack it up in, in the loft. But usually with that kind of stuff, like, with Lego, I've brought it a few times, whacked it up in the loft for a year, and then brought it down and sold it for, like, three or four times the money. So there's always ways you can invest your money in stuff and make money in the, in the future. Done it with some of the... Football cards, still waiting to get them back. Sent them up uh, to PSA in February. PSA is a grading company that grades your cards and stickers. And then you can sell them on for profit. So I sent like 47 cards off. Hoping to get them back within the next year, hopefully. Because PSA is absolutely backed up. But that would be a nice little influx of money. I'm thinking I should get around like £15,000 back for them. Something like that. Depending on how the market is at that point. It, could, it might go down even more. I might end up with like 8,000. But that'll still be double my money. I've, I've got about four grand into it. So either way, I'll still be making money. But if if the if it goes absolutely off again, then we'll be laughing. We'll be getting absolute coinage for it. Maybe like between 15 and 20 grand. But anyway, we're not talking about that. I just wanted to tell you what I've been up to. Another thing I've been selling, I know I talk about it a lot. But there's so much money in it. Like discontinued beauty products. I had some Johnson's. I think they called it holiday skin lotion. Brought it, My old man actually brought it from the car boot. For a pound a bottle. And there was three of them. I've sold two so far. For £20 each. For Johnson's holiday skin body lotion. Just because it's discontinued. They were brand new unused. And they sold so quickly. Like within the week of what me listing them. Just priced them to sell. There was some sold, sold for like 25 before. But I thought I don't want to hold on to these for ages. Ages and they just sold for 20 quid each. Which is just mental for some Johnsons. I know I keep saying it. But if you can find out what discontinued stuff is. Well what stuff has been discontinued. And if you can find out I don't know at old pharmacies. Or you can have a look on Facebook. But car boots and the house clearance guys at the car boots. You can find some mad discontinued beauty stuff there. You can find perfumes. I found one at a... It was an Estee Lauder white linen, I think they called it. Just on a house clearance stall. Ask them how much. It was a pound and it sold for like 25 quid the next day. So the beauty stuff has been going absolutely off for me recently. I've been buying Avon stuff as well. There's not much money in it, but if you're paying like one pound for a sealed... Avon like face cream or something like that you'll get minimum £6 plus post and some of them go up to like 20 to 25 depending on 
again if there's discontinued or if they're a I know more premium Avon thing. I'm not really sure what the brands are called. I know there's something called Christian Lacroix. I've probably said it on the podcast before, but Christian Lacroix, they do like um, perfumes and I believe body lotions and that kind of thing. But they're discontinued. But they're discontinued from uh, Avon, so they're worth more now. I once picked up a gift set for a couple of quid, sold for like thirty quid really quickly as well. So keep your eye out for Christian Lacroix Avon. Also, like someone asked me the other day, they were like, "What kind of brands are you thinking for the creams?" And it's pretty much anything where you you've seen it in like Debenhams or something for like fifty, sixty quid. I know you're probably not looking at that kind of stuff, but like these are the brands I've sold. Pericone MD had no idea about that before. Dermalogica, um, number seven, I think, has done quite well for me. Again, the discontinued ones are better than others. Gatino, I believe that's one called, or Gatino, I don't know how to say it. You've got you've got Eucharin, you've got, I believe, Chanel maybe, Chanel, like um, body lotions from that you get in sets with the perfumes. And like I've said before, perfumes, I absolutely love selling. Even if you look at it and you think that's shit, and it's old, the more vintage, the better. Always a rule, the more vintage the better unless you're finding Tom Ford for like forty quid and you know it's and you know it's legit, then obviously they're they're like a couple of hundred quid. But yeah. Keep your eyes open and keep yeah, just be open minded about what you're buying. I've actually been going with my friend for the last like couple of weeks and he's been showing me some stuff that's been selling. He's he's into the antiques. I know absolutely nothing about antiques, but he showed, he sends me through his sales and like what he's what he's picked up, and it amazes me what goes. Like if you can go into a charity shop and just research the like crockery, well not crockery, but like the the statues and the little like I don't know what you call them, ceramics, ceramics, that's the one, like the ceramic models and that. It's amazing what some of them, some of that stuff goes for. And he's also, I'm sure he won't mind me saying. But a lot of like brewery memorabilia that I've walked past in the past and thought I was worth nothing. He's selling it for like 20, 30 quid. So I've been learning off him. I'm still learning from people all the time. I've got decent knowledge myself, but I don't know everything. I don't know anything about glassware. I don't know anything about ceramics, like I said. But I now know that there is a market. Well, there's always been a market for it, but I'm just more open minded to learn about it. I've also in the, in the past done well with posters. When I first started, I, I was buying gaming promo posters from eBay and then flipping them back onto eBay. I'm not sure if that's still a market open. Obviously, have a look if you want. But my best buy was a bundle of Game Boy posters. Someone had cleared out an old uh, Blockbusters and they had some Super Mario original... Oh, no, Mario and Yoshi, sorry. Um, Game Boy posters, around 30 or 40 of them. And there's around 30 Metroid Game Boy posters. And then about 100 tennis Game Boy posters. I was selling the Mario and Yoshi ones for 30 quid each. And the Metroid ones for 30 quid each. And I've still never sold a tennis one. So if you're in your, in the market for a Game Boy tennis poster. I can do you a good deal on one. <laughs> still got them up there. I should probably double check if they're even still listed. I've had them for about three years. So yeah I might actually list them as a bundle. We'll see what happens. I might list one on its own. See how it goes. But yeah, sometimes you've got to watch with eBay. You might have it listed and then it'll just drop off eBay. Like I, 
every like year I'll go through my stock and I'll do like a stock check to see what's still on eBay and I'll see like some trainers I'll think they should have sold straight away. I'll check on eBay and they're not on there anymore. I'll know I've listed them at some point but they're just not for sale anymore on, on eBay. It's just mental. It's, I feel like something happens and they drop off or maybe you, maybe they go on to a seven-day thing and you don't relist them. I don't know. But something happens. Something fucks up. I also want to open your eyes to... You probably already know about it, but... So if you go to your local tip or recycling centre, some of them have, like, um, shops there. There'll be a reuse shop or they'll have a sign that says there's a reuse shop at a different location. I'd say it's definitely worth going to them and trying to build a contact between them. Tell them what you look for. Tell them like what kind of stuff you buy and say that you'll pay a decent price for it because if you can build a contact and pay a good price for it and then they're going to keep contacting you when they get more and more stuff. Like recently I've been building uh, some decent contacts. I've got one originally who I met at a car boot sale. I always saw him going around buying the DVDs and the games and I was just one day I was like, oh mate, how you doing? What do you do? Just sell on like Amazon. And he was like, no, I literally just trade stuff in CEX and that's it. That was his business plan. Like he just does it on the side. He's a builder as well. And he just literally buys the stuff, trades it into a CEX and then I think he sells the CEX vouchers. So I was like to him, more than likely on like sealed stuff because CEX just unseal stuff when they get in sealed stuff and like video games the older ones i can usually beat cx prices so i was like just give me a call and i'll like buy stuff off you on the regular so i now meet him like once every couple of weeks spend like two three hundred sometimes five hundred quid with him depending on how good the stuff is and that's just a constant a constant source of stock coming to me so that's that's just another way of getting stock in also I went to a jumble trail at the weekend and I saw another one of the guys who I see at the car boot sale and I've always looked at him and I thought, oh, he's definitely another Amazon seller. I've always given him the odd nod to like say hi and that. But this time I was like, all right, mate, how you doing? Um, you sell on Amazon or something? And he was like, no, I just do, um, I sell at shows. So like Eurogamer and that and like the stuff that doesn't sell, I said, uh, trade in CX. So I literally said to him, I was like, again, I can beat, CX prices most of the time and sealed stuff I can do a lot better on and he was like okay um he just said okay and then just walked off so I thought all right he's not really that bothered about it fair play but then he caught up with me later in the like about 10 minutes later and he's like oh yeah what's your what's your number mate and what's your name I'll drop you messages before I trade anything into CX because he makes more money I make more money it's the best way you want it to be I've also potentially found a good DVD wholesaler that I'm going to use for my, obviously, because I can sell DVDs on Amazon. Uh, yeah, so that could be a potentially a really good um, contact. He's about four hours away from me, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be worth it. So I'm going to get myself a van and drive down there maybe once every couple of weeks and pick up some mad DVDs. But yeah, I've just been working on myself and I've actually felt really good recently. So like during last year, I've said it so many times. But I was so down like before Christmas, I was in a bad place. And I was just, what I, I don't know if you've read, uh, listened to my podcast with Troy, the last one. If you haven't, check it out. It's a powerful podcast. But like I, when I was down, I decided to record myself on a voice note, just like talking about how I felt. And then I said to my, well, I was talking to Troy and he said, every step from now to feeling better again, 
record yourself and like say if you have a good day record yourself and say i've had a mad day today my sales have been blah 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 so over christmas i was recording myself saying how good my sales were and then every like couple of months i've done a new, new voice note just to like listen back on if i ever get back into that state of like being really really down and like just sad all the time and staying in bed then i can go back to my voice notes and be like yeah but josh you were good at one point i can always look back at it and kind of pet myself up and i've been working on my my mental health as well and my mindset and i've been doing more stuff that i want to do because in the past i've just done stuff that other people wanted to do and it wasn't good for my brain but yeah i'm clearing my mind of all the shit that's gone on in the past and i'm feeling good about it and i'm excited for the future like there's so many this job just opens up doors the more you chat to people the more you can share what you're doing my my instagram i'm loving at the moment i'm just like i post stuff people dm me and we just have a little chat and I'm, i've started my my um youtube as well I'm trying to post once a week. I've got a GoPro now that I'm going to be wearing around the car boot sales. I'm just feeling really like happy at the moment. So I just wanted to share that. I think that's going to be it for this podcast. It's half an hour long. That's how I usually do them. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And I will see you on the next one.